morning again. <laughs> All right. Um, the Lord sees y'all today, and I don't know what this is going to be like, but I do know at the end of this we are, we are ending today in prayer. So prepare your hearts to get before the Lord at the end because he wants to meet you. He wants to meet you. Um, I'm going to pick this right up, and I'm just going to go into it. We're in week four of the throwback series that we've been doing. And Pastor Paul mentioned last week, maybe, maybe all the weeks, that in the Old Testament, Isaac reopened the wells of his fathers, and the enemies came and then kicked dirt in them right? And then he went on and he opened more wells and the enemies came and they kicked dirt in them, right? And then he kept going and anyway, he ended up in a place where he finally found some wells that were in some wide open spaces. And I want to remind you, this stood out to me so strongly, I want to remind you that when we wrestle in our life, when we struggle, when there's aggravation, when there's dry seasons, and even times when refreshing water just isn't flowing in our lives, it's an indication that our wells have been kicked with some enemy dirt. Okay, we need to recognize that the enemy is still very active, and he still kicks dirt in our wells. In this series, we're reopening the ancient wells of the early church. We're looking back on what they did. And what should we as a body of believers be devoted to? What do we give our time and our energy to? What we partner with? is what we're actually devoted to. We've already talked about, um, in the last couple of weeks, two areas that the early church were devoted to. One was the apostles' teaching. The Word of God should always be the foundation of everything that we do and we say, right? Um, last week, Pastor Paul talked about um, fellowship, not just hanging out together and eating chicken, but koinonia fellowship. I'm going to say that word a lot today. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's message, I'm telling you, it was profound. I've listened to it several times, and I'm still getting stuff from it. Go listen to it. Biblical koinonia, fellowship, partnership, sharing, giving, doing life together as a body of believers centered around Jesus and the truth of God's word. So when I say that today, that's what I mean. Not hanging out with your friends, okay? There is a very real enemy who doesn't want us to open these wells in our lives so that water can flow through us, so that Holy Spirit can flow through us. In our fellowship, the enemy's dirt sometimes looks like anger, strife, discord, aggravation. In our attention to the apostles' teaching in the Word, the enemy's dirt looks like laziness, distractions, being too busy. So I'm going to open with Ephesians 6, <clears throat> 10. Should be up there. Um, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes when he's kicking dirt at you. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people, y'all. Even if they're the ones aggravating us. We are not fighting people. It's not against flesh and blood. 
but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, because there's a very real battle, God was like, here, let me put some battle plans in here for these people because they can win, they will win. I win, they win. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which we can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray. Everybody say pray. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This may seem like a strange way to open, but I am going somewhere, so just hang with me. Um, we have to recognize that when the enemy is active in our lives, and we have to stop fighting people around us. The Lord is our defender. The Lord is our provider. The Lord is the one who gives us spiritual weapons and strategies to fight the unseen enemy that is coming against us. There's a commentary that's actually in this Bible, and this is what it said. Some of Satan's strategies that we might not recognize, discouragement, temptation, unforgiveness. We say, yeah, I'm good. I, they're all right. They just made me mad. You might have some unforgiveness in there you need to deal with. Fear, accusations, giving in to sin, spiritual laziness. He will do, the enemy will do whatever it takes to entice believers to compromise their conscience and distract their devotion to Jesus. I believe that the four examples we're looking at from the early church are a few ways that we can overcome the enemy in our lives and in the lives of those around us. We are in this together. Everybody say together. 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 We are in this together. And now we're going to go to Acts 2, 42 through 47. This is our scripture that we're digging up the ancient wells. They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together. Everybody say together. Yes. Together. In the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. Everybody say together. Yes. With glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Y'all, there's a lot of togetherness in that verse, right? We're not to do this life alone. 
We cannot make it if we try to do it alone. We are, we are called, we are supposed to, we are created to do life together. I believe that the kingdom of God is family, and we're supposed to be doing life together in the temple and in our homes, not either or. Oh, I went to church on Sunday, so I don't need to go to community group. Oh, well, I go to community group, so I don't need to go to church. No, people, read the scripture. Together, all the places. All right, so this week, we're going to briefly talk about prayer. Um, prayer simple, right? Prayer is, Pastor Allen says prayer is simple and prayer is complicated. Um, prayer in the simplest form is just talking to God, right? Um, but it's also very specific, very detailed, and really it just has a lot of layers that need to be uncovered and understood and that we need to dig into. And with all of those nuances like how do we pray, where do we pray, when do we pray, oh, well, Jesus prayed, what did that look like? He taught the disciples to pray. Um, we should go in our room and shut the door and pray by ourselves or maybe we should get with a bunch of people and we should pray. There's so many things about prayer that it can be a little overwhelming, right? So before we even start, we're going to open this morning with a short video. My little, my little friends in the room, my Kid City friends, they're going to recognize this video. Um, it's simple, um, but it's very specific and very detailed. So don't discount the simple truths as we start this morning talking about prayer. God's story. Prayer. So part of God's story is about prayer. And it goes like this. Prayer is the middle of conversation we have with God. That means even though God created the entire universe and has power over all things, He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know Him. That's pretty amazing. We can talk to God anytime, anywhere, about anything. But let's look at four examples of See? 
So prayer, they wanted um, what God wanted more than what they wanted. Prayer helps us remember that at the end of the day, God is in control, and we get to talk to him, right? We get to talk to him because he loves us, and he wants to be close to us. He made a way for us. He went through a lot to make a way for us. He sent Jesus to the cross who died and rose, and the veil was torn, and we can come boldly to the throne of grace and talk to our Father, right? because he wants to hear from us. So I'm just going to start this with prayer. Um, has always been a very huge part of my personal life, and I'm not even really sure why. Um, it could be that my relationship with Jesus started very, very young. Um, and I've never questioned whether he was good, whether he was there, whether he was close, or whether he was listening. Um, it could be that I'm an only child, and I don't have any siblings, and so I didn't have anybody to talk to, and so I just talked to the Lord, right? <laughs> That's just kind of how that worked. I prayed. It could be that my heart has always been connected to the Father because my testimony includes abandonment and adoption and a life that's filled with a lot of answered prayers. I've seen God move on my behalf. Okay. Didn't know that was going to get me. Um, my prayer life is not a methodical thing. My prayer life is not something um, that is always the same. Um, it is something that happens nonstop throughout the day, all the time. That's just how it works with me. From the time I wake up in the morning till the time I go to bed. Sometimes in my days there are like warfare prayers that are one, two, three hours, right? And then sometimes in my days it's like, oh, yay, there's that little bird, Jesus, thank you. That brings my heart so much joy. But I am constantly praying. I'm constantly talking to the Lord, Jesus, Holy Spirit, throughout my day. Today, looking at the verses that we're digging into, I believe that the Lord wants to highlight and challenge us with the prayer of agreement. In other words, prayers that happen in true koinonia and that are grounded in the Word of God. That is something that I have actually had to work through in my personal life because I seriously am good by myself. Like, see the amen corner over here that know me? <laughs> like, seriously good by myself. So asking other people to partner with me in prayer, um, like, I have to tell them what I'm struggling with. I have to tell them what I'm working through. I have to tell them what my fears are. I have to tell them where I need help, right, so that they can partner with me in prayer. And, like, I don't know who in the world finds that fun because for me it's like, what even? Why would we do that, Joy? I don't know. Anyway... Um, we have to be vulnerable 
And over the last couple of years, the Lord has really given me some friends that I trust and that I can go to with those things um, and ask for some agreement in prayer. And I'm so thankful. Um, turn to Matthew 18, 18. <clears throat> 18 through 20. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by the Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. There's a lot going on in these verses. We could probably do a month's study on just that verse. We're not going to do that. I'm not unpacking all that today. Um, but what I want you to see in these verses is, is our prayers can bind and loose. That's powerful. We can bind fear and we can release peace, right? We can bind hopelessness and we can release hope. We can do that as children of God who stand in the authority of Jesus Christ. It's in the Word. We can do that. Our prayers are powerful. If two or more agree, the power of agreement, um, there's power in agreement and there's also power in the presence of the Lord. It said if, if two or more are together, there I am in their midst, right? If we are in koinonia, again, fellowship that's anchored in Jesus, and praying with the heart of the Father and, the, and His will, our prayers will line up with his word, and that never returns void. It never returns void. It will accomplish what it is sent out to do. In Deuteronomy, God promised that with his help, one person could send 1,000 to flight, but two people could send 10,000 to flight. That's a big difference. That's like an oomph in prayer, right? If I'm praying on my own, I can send 1,000 to enemies, right? on my own. But if I come into agreement with someone who's believing in faith and unity and solid in the word of God, we can send 10,000 to flight. Imagine if we get a whole room full of people together. I'm just saying that's a whole preach too. So do you remember our Ephesians 6 verse that we started with? A lot of times we need reinforcements to send those demonic attacks back to hell. We need help. We need agreement. We need family. We need partnership. I'm just saying, don't let your busy life, your shame, your pride, your fear, your doubt, keep you from the strength and the power that comes from praying in agreement with other believers. There is power that comes with that. There is power in alignment. There is power in agreement. We know that Jesus died, he rose from the grave, he went to heaven, the Holy Spirit came down, and then people began to gather together, the church began to gather together, the kingdom of God was growing, the religious people of that time, they were getting all aggravated, because that's what they do, right? They just get aggravated. Anyway... And these new Christians were always talking about um, these, sorry, um, these new Christians 
um, were always talking about Jesus and how he was doing miracles and setting the captives free and delivering people from demons. And when they started doing that, the religious people started losing their income. They started losing their money. So they got worked up and they got mad and they decided they were going to kill the Christians. Yes, there's more to this story, but that's the gist of where we're starting right here. So King Herod was killing Christians. And this is where we're going to pick up in the Bible today um, about a story where believers were praying in agreement and Peter was being held captive and then he was set free. So we're going to go to Acts 12, 1 through 12. All right, we're going to do this a little bit in part and don't you just appreciate the people in the back of the house? man alive they're so good all right 12 1 through 12 is what we're reading it was about this time that king herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them he had james the brother of john put to death with a sword when he saw that this pleased the jews he proceeded to seize peter also what happened during the feast, this happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handed him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers. So there were 16 people guarding him. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial, <coughs> sorry, for public trial after the Passover. So here's my question at the beginning of this. Have you ever said yes to Jesus? Yes to something that you, that you think that he's asked you to do, and then life gets crazier. Life gets crazier, things don't make sense, unexpected situations seem to be out of control. It seems like every attack that you can think of is coming at you, and you just aren't sure if you made the right decision. This is what happened to Peter. If you remember the last time that I spoke up here, I talked about Peter, and Peter's yes to follow Jesus. Well, this is where it landed him. His yes to follow Jesus landed him in prison. Hallelujah. All right, let's keep reading. So Peter <clears throat> was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Peter needed people in his life that could pray and believe God to move in his situation. Right? Verse 6. The night before Herod was, um, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the sentries stood guard at the entrance. So I want you to think about, about that. While he's in jail, things aren't going great in his life, right? He was asleep. He had enough peace to lay there and go to sleep with 16 guards around him, chains on him. The people were praying together in a home somewhere else, <clears throat> believing in agreement for Peter's freedom. And he had enough peace to sleep, <clears throat> sorry, while experiencing these crazy attacks. We have to learn to hold our peace and to trust the Lord when things seem hopeless and don't make sense. Are you holding your peace? Verse 7. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. <clears throat> he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. 
Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. He was completely, um, sorry, if we're completely trusting our lives to Jesus, we may not even realize when he is moving us or taking us to a better place and releasing us from our enemies. We might not even realize it. Verse 10. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left. Then Peter came to him and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent, this, sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. As you continue to follow the plan set before you, suddenly you will realize that God was working on your behalf all along. He was working on your behalf all along. There may have been a plan or an attack from the enemy, but God is always working to release you, set you free, bring you to a better place. Always. He's always working on your behalf. When this had when this had dawned on him, so when he realized what was actually happening, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Everybody say praying. These people were praying in agreement for the release of their friend who was in jail, right? He returned to the people who were praying in agreement for his release, and he testified of how the Lord had brought him out of prison. We should always testify of God's goodness and his answered prayers in our lives. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's powerful to give honor to the Lord when he does something, even if it's little in our lives. So Peter continued to move on to another town and do all the things that he was doing. But right now we're going to jump over to Matthew 21, 13. It is written. This is Jesus talking. It is written. He said to them, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. I think sometimes we take what God has meant for holiness and we turn it into something convenient for us. We might need to pray through that. When believers come together, there is an expectation that they will be praying. There's an expectation that the believers of God will be praying and praying in agreement to the word of God and what God says. Pray in his heart, believing in faith that he will do what he has said he will do. They met in the temple and in homes. They were devoted to the word. They were devoted to fellowship, koinonia fellowship. They were devoted to prayer. Next week, Pastor Paul is going to talk about communion. We believe, 
Agreement in prayer will send answers from heaven to us and will release the prisoners and defeat the enemies in our lives. I'm going to give you, I don't know how many testimonies, we'll see, i got a bunch. But um, the one I want to start with is one of my children had a rash one time and it was there for a very long time. And, you know, you just take care of it the best you can and you, Lord, Jesus, please heal this child. We just have to stop in Jesus' name, right? But after it had been going on for about a month, I woke up one morning and I was like, I am done with this. This is an attack. This is not right. This is not what he needs to live with. Hello? And so I just got this unction, right? And so I texted a few of my friends who I know believe in the word. They believe in prayer. They will stand in faith with me until it happens, right? I texted them and I was like, listen, I'm done with this. I need you to come into agreement with me that this thing is gone. They did that. They sent me some messages. And I know that in their homes they were also praying because I know these folks. And within two days that rash was gone and it has never come back. I'm telling you, y'all, there is power in the agreement of prayer. Peter had 16 guards holding him in that prison and in physical chains. No one would have been able to come up with a reasonable escape option. Nobody. It seemed impossible. It seemed hopeless. But we serve the God of the impossible and the God who always gives hope and always leads us to victory. Always. Always. Um, another example, um, I had a friend who was praying for someone and they had asked um, for people to come and pray. And so I went to go pray and while, I, while we were there, I felt like that I was supposed to go pray with that person who had asked for us to come. And... Um, before I could start praying with this person, I felt like the Lord wanted me to ask if there was anything that I had done to upset them. Is there anything that you could be upset with me about? Because I'm sorry if I've done something. Forgive me. Because we never want to enter into prayer, think that we're coming into agreement with someone, praying for someone's freedom... And there's unforgiveness. Y'all, we got to work that stuff out. It is important to God, and it is important to us, and it is important to whoever we're praying for. Right? So we took care of that. We prayed. The person got better. Okay? Um, one more. I wasn't going to share all these, but I think I am. Um, this was a long time ago. Before we had kids, Richard and I were just married. There was a friend of ours. And, um, anyway, <laughs> long story short, she had done some things to one of our other friends, and it really upset me. I'm just going to tell you, I got mad, okay? <laughs> I got really upset. Well, a couple of years later, we had moved on. We were all doing life and not even crossing paths anymore. And um, her child got very, 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 very sick, very sick. And so, I, I mean, I believe in healing, and I will fight, and I will pray, and I will declare, and, like, I, I will partner with you, right? And I saw this, and, and I don't want anyone to not get their healing. And, and, and so I was like, well, I'm going to pray for her. And I was in the car, and the Lord was like, no, you're not. You're not praying for her. And I was like, why? Oh, my goodness, why? Because I 
had anger in my heart, I was still upset with her. And even though I genuinely wanted that baby to be healed, God was like, you need to fix your heart first before you come to me and try to agree on prayer for this. And so, of course, I'm a hot mess, bucket of tears in the car, can't hardly drive. Lord, forgive me, right? Because it's more important to me that my agreement is in line with God's word than whatever my feelings might think, right? I mean, it's a very serious thing. Okay, so I'm going to stop with the testimonies because I could do this for a while. There are many, many, many different kinds of prayer and different kinds of ways to pray, just like the little video that we showed in the beginning. A couple other examples that I thought of just really quickly, um, like praising prayers, worshiping prayers, declaring prayers, deliverance prayers, fasting prayers, the I need your help, Lord, prayers. That honors the Lord, y'all. It's in here. He wants us to come to him with those prayers. Prayers that happen in times of koinonia, true biblical fellowship, all of these ways of prayer and these expressions of prayer should and could be present and active. Power comes with the agreement and unity of believers who know God and trust his word and pray together in faith. Everybody say together. Together. We don't just say that we pray or that there's power in prayer. We believe that God moves through the agreement of faith and we trust his word over our situations and we pray together. There is power in alignment, alignment with your heart, alignment with their heart, and agreement. In this family, in the gathering family, we pray to partner with you and ask for your answers to be released from heaven. We pray with you to agree with the truth and stand in faith and agreement on the word of God. I know there's a lot of things and a lot of questioning that we have when things don't work out the way that, they, that we think that they should, right? It's a very real thing. I'm going to end some of this with Isaiah 55, if you'll turn there with me. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God has a plan, and he has a purpose in all the things. Peter might not have realized it when he was sitting in that jail cell, but God still had a plan, right? He still had a plan, and God's ways are higher than our ways. His understanding, his thoughts are higher than our ways, and we have to, we have to get past needing to know all of the answers so that we can continue to come into agreement with people and pray on their behalf 
for God to move in their situations because he's ready to move. He's ready to move. He's ready to partner with you. He's ready to come into agreement. God's ways and thoughts are higher than ours, and our understanding will never be able to answer all of the questions around prayer. But we can have faith and believe God's word and trust that he is accomplishing something that is good even when we don't recognize it. He is accomplishing something that is good. Wednesday nights every week we pray here together and we would love for this house to be full. We would love for Wednesday nights to be fuller than Sunday mornings when we come into agreement with prayer together. Um, and this morning, like I said, we are going to end um, in prayer together and Pastor Tori is going to come up and lead us. Um, the worship team is going to come on up as well. Also, um, Kid City Kids in the room, I did bring the, uh, the pencils and the paper out here. If y'all will come up, grab your pencils, just get two, um, and your paper, find your place at the altar. This is how we end in Kid City a lot of times. I do believe that um, this is a house of prayer and not just for the big people. And so your kids, they, they come into prayer on Sunday mornings, and they sit and they listen to the Lord. They draw, and then sometimes they'll tell us what the Lord says. We pray for each other in Kid City. So they're going to be up here. Find your place, not beside your friends. band is going to start playing. I want you to prepare your hearts. I do believe over many, many things, Tori and I did not talk about some of the things that lined up with what I was talking about and what she's been praying through this morning. We do believe strongly that there is a sense of hopelessness, okay, and that there is a sense of why have you forsaken me? Why is this happening? The Lord hasn't forsaken you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you this morning. He sees you this morning, and he wants to meet you. He wants to encounter you. So we're going to make room. We're going to make room. We didn't plan that either. I know she's my daughter, but anyway. Um, we're going to make room for y'all to encounter the Lord, not for us to do something for you. This is for you to take a moment, sit quietly with your heart postured, and listen to the Lord. And then uh, Pastor Tori will come up, and we're going to just pray over you as, as, as it gets time. If you want to go ahead and come up front while they're up here, it's good. Come up front. This is a place where God will meet you. To do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, and I will make room for you, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to, and I will make. 
to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better your way is better shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better your way is better shake up the ground all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better.
the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better Your way is better We don't want to keep you, and you know that, but there is power in agreement. And I just want you to ask yourself, what am I believing God for? What am I believing Him for? Is it for a marriage? Is it for a healing? Is it for a son or a daughter? Is it for a work situation? Whatever it is, if it concerns you, it concerns our Father. And we are here together as Pastor Bridget preached. So what an opportunity to put this into practice. What are you believing God for? Would you be so bold to come and let your brothers and sisters come and agree with you in prayer? Would you come as we sing just a little longer? For my tradition, break down the walls. For my religion, your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your
So, Father, we thank you that you cannot fail. You cannot let us down, Lord. 
And we praise you this morning. We thank you for the beautiful gift of prayer. We thank you for the gift that we can access your throne room day or night, Lord, that we have access to use your name, Jesus, your precious name. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer, corporate prayer, where we can come as brothers and sisters and agree with one another, Lord, and agree on your word and what your word says, Lord. Thank you for Pastor Bridget. Thank you for her obedience. And, Lord, just doing what you've called her to do, God. And, um, Lord, I just bless this group of people, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for who you are and your faithfulness. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.